Hello and welcome to ROE 17 Pod. My name is Mark Jontry and I'm the Regional Superintendent of Schools for ROE 17. Today on the pod, our guest is Frank Arnolds, the principal of Tri-Valley High School in Downs, Illinois. Welcome, Frank, and thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Mark. Good to be with you. Thank you. So let's get started. What inspired you to, to pursue a field in education? And in part of that, can you kind of tell me what subjects you taught when you first started out? Sure. Well, like a lot of educators, I come from a family of educators and a lot of family that even when they weren't necessarily teachers, we all worked in schools. So my sister's a teacher. I have a brother-in-law and a sister-in-law who are both teachers. Uh, my mom was a parapro for 25 plus years. My dad was in maintenance and, and custodial work at the high school level. I always tell people I was never in a school at growing up that one of my parents wasn't in. I just saw kind of how they operated and I, I, I taught swim lessons when I was in high school, kind of got that bug and I liked that process. I really liked the process of taking someone who doesn't know really a lot about something helping them grow, helping them learn, and then watching them succeed within that process. So I really wanted to get into teaching. I love history. I've always loved reading about it, studying it. Started studying that at Illinois College in Jacksonville. And I thought, what better way to tell that story than through teaching and educating um, students? So I taught language arts and social studies at the middle school level for nine years before jumping into administration. Very good, very good. So if I were to ask you, I am also a history major. That was my course of study. What would be, do you have a particular favorite part of history, I guess, for lack of a better term? I really like the Revolutionary War era, um, just that whole process of a bunch of people taking this <laughs> this new experiment and throwing it all together and seeing what could happen. But uh, also really like World War II. So one of the big inspirations for me to be an educator is also my grandpa. He was um, a lifelong, he was a World War II hero. He was an educator and he always talked about just never giving up in kids, and that's the kind of person he was. But then also help, listening to his stories were always – I loved those Sunday nights or Saturday nights at my grandpa's, listening to him talk about teaching or war stories, or even if I heard him 100 times, I, I loved listening to him. So I'd say Revolutionary War or World War II. Very good. So obviously that, that desire, that rewarding feeling of helping somebody learn mm -hmm. and discover, you know – knowledge was how you got into teaching. And now you've then transitioned into school leadership and mm -hmm. decided, I might want to lead a school building. Mm -hmm. Talk about how that journey started. Yeah, I felt teaching was really important in my life. But I also felt like at some point, I wanted to do something on a bigger scale, where there was a bigger picture involved, I guess. So decided to get a master's in leadership wasn't really sure I'd use it right away. And then I just, I got to the point where I felt like I could do more. And I love leading. I love leading large groups of people. I love learning new things. And I, I feel like I'm a lifelong learner as an educator. So to, to learn about new strategies, new techniques, and then to be able to share that with an entire building or an entire district, I thought was really important or really exciting. So I spent some time as an assistant principal, kind of cut my teeth through that process, which is not always the most glamorous work <laughs> in our field, but I'm, I'm really thankful for it. Sure. I would also just add that I've been very lucky. I've been around some incredible educators that have really 
shaped who I am going. I mean, you guys are familiar with, you know, Dr. David Mauser. I worked with him for a while mm-hmm. when I was a teacher at Tri-Valley. Um, and then I spent a year at Olympia with, you know, Dr. O'Donnell and Andy Walsh and just some really, really good people. And I feel like wherever I've been, I've been very lucky to be around really good people that have shown me that way. That's that's great. You know, you talk about the assistant principal position. That's really where there or a dean position a lot mm-hmm. of times is where you, you cut your teeth, you pay yeah. your dues, and you you do just about everything mm-hmm. depending on the size of the district or the size of the building you're on. Can you talk about those experiences and what they taught you and, and things you maybe learned you didn't realize? Well, oh, this is why administrators do this this way. <laughs> sure. As an assistant principal, I will say there's never a dull moment. Unfortunately, there's a lot of the day-to-day work, but also you have to be prepared for every, anything and everything. So there's many days where I'd schedule to have an observation or you know get into classrooms or talk with a student group or whatever, and then all of a sudden your day is shot because of a, an, an issue within a classroom with a, you know, maybe a teacher gets sick and then you're covering for them. Or, I mean, you just kind of have to be ready for anything and everything. And I really felt like those experiences taught me that to be prepared for everything, but you, you don't know everything either. Right. And there's no textbook. There's no um, amount of classes that can take, that you can take that prepares you for that on the job training. Um, I also really learned a lot about just curriculum and just how that all plays together and how, you know, we're always looking to find better ways to teach kids and help inform them, especially in an age where they're constantly glued to their devices and they're getting their information from YouTube and TikTok. Mm-hmm. And so there's just, uh, I guess, as an assistant principal, you kind of have to have a lot of irons in the fire a lot of times so and, and just be ready for everything. Very good. Speaking of that, what advice would you have for new principals or school leaders as they enter into that that realm? I, I think the biggest thing, and you guys are probably familiar with Todd Whitaker, he always talks about people over programs. Yep. And, you know, we're always looking for the next best curriculum or the next best yeah, um, system or procedures and all those things. And those are really important. But when it comes down to it, it's all about people. It's about the relationships you make with people, the people you surround yourself with. I, again, I say I'm very lucky. I've, wherever I've been, especially now being back out at Tri-Valley's principal, I have an incredible team around me. Counseling staff is great. Uh, office staff is great. They're just hardworking people. And for me, it's important to take care of those people. Buying them lunch once in a while and, you know, letting them leave a little bit early once in a while. Those are okay. Like, I think sometimes we get so stuck in this mode of we've got to be perfect. We've got to be perfect. And I think as a new administrator, I'd say try to have some fun. Take care of your people. Get in the classrooms. And then ultimately, you have to be out there with the kids. Mm. You just you have to interact with them. You have to talk to them. As a teacher, I always thought my job was, you know, building relationships just as important as teaching the social studies or the language arts or whatever. So I've kind of taken that same mindset into into leadership. Very good. So, you know, you referenced that you, you know, you've kind of made the circuit cir- cycling back to Tri-Valley. Mm-hmm. You started there as a teacher, mm-hmm. uh, went away for a couple of stops to, for administrative opportunities, and then when uh, the high school principalship became available, you came back for that. Can, can you kind of speak to, to what degree Tri-Valley looks different now than when you were there teaching, and just generally, what are you most proud of in regards to your time there? Well, for starters, the high school building itself has taken on a major <laughs> transformation. I was a track coach 
when I taught there, and I remember we couldn't really run inside because yeah. the building was just not in the best shape. And now we've got just state-of-the-art facilities that are just incredible. I think my favorite place in the whole building is that auditorium. So if anybody listening wants to come and watch a we just had our fall play this okay. past week, but a musical, a play, a performance, that place is awesome. But I would say the main reason why I wanted to go back, Tri-Valley has been a successful district, but we also never stop trying to get better. Mm. And I think that's a big message and a big reason why Tri-Valley continues to be successful. We've had incredible leadership. Ben Durgis, our superintendent now, again, we have weekly conversations about what can we do better with this curriculum or just procedures or, you know, taking care of people. And we're always having those conversations. We never just kind of rest on our lures and say, oh, well, we've won some blue ribbons. We're, you know, mm-hmm. exemplary, you know, all these things. We're always trying to get better, whether it's grading policies, you know, just like I said, teaching strategies. And we're not afraid to add people. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a new curriculum coach that's now working with our young teachers and She's taken on a lot of important roles within the district. So I think that is what is most important. Me personally, what am I most proud of? <laughs> I made it through a year and a half so far and, you know, <laughs> and the, the place is still standing and we're doing some pretty incredible stuff. And I have to, you know, have to mention the, the exemplary designation is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It, and it, it's just, it is about our team. I, I wish I could sit here and tell you it's about me. Yeah, I play a role in that, but I have incredible educators that, again, they don't teach math, science, social studies, language. They they teach those things, but they also teach kids. And and they're there all the time. We have just dedicated people who have been there for 25, 30 years that they don't want to leave. And again, it's that culture, right? Right. They don't... They don't go, well, I've been here for 25 years. It's good enough. It's what else can I do? How else can I help? You know, what... What what is driving kids now? And, you know, they're at games, they're at performances, they're providing opportunities for kids that at a small school is so important. And I think that is what makes me most excited to go to work every day. That's great. Can you talk a little bit about parent engagement and parent involvement and the importance of that in a, a child's education? I will say we have incredible parent engagement at Tri-Valley. And, you know, our PTO is they do spoilers for our staff. They're, you know, getting out in their community. They're showing up for things. But then just, you know, it's not uncommon to see a packed house at a football game or a play performance. And But also, we have pretty high rates at parent-teacher conferences and parents who really strive to know about their child's education, but then also support the teachers because, again, we've built that relationship. We, we've invited them into our building. We're having positive and Sometimes those unfortunate conversations have to happen, but also it's not uncommon for us to make calls for good, too. Um, Uh Whenever we have a student of the month, I call that parent and specifically tell them their student earned student of the month and why. I recently just talked to my staff about, as a challenge between now and Christmas break, to make three phone calls home on a positive because, again, that just, it, it continues to build that positive relationship with parents and we're not afraid of, we want them to be a part of that. We're all a family, right? We're, we're a part of that educational process. So you mentioned earlier that you and leadership are always looking for wh- how can we get better? Mm-hmm. What can we do? Is there, a, is there something specifically that Frank Arnold sees that he really wants to see an initiative or an idea 
One thing that I've had a lot of thought, and I think Ben and other leadership within the, within the district have, we've kind of dabbled in it a little bit, is this idea of a differentiated diploma. I'm really excited about our partnership with BACC. And as they continue to grow, I think our involvement will, will continue to grow. And yes, we have a large population in our district that are college bound, mm -hmm. but I also feel that there are some that are not, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think kids need to understand, and families need to understand that it's okay to not go to college. Now, it's a great thing. We need people to go to college and learn a lot of things, and I would never discourage someone from doing that. But I also recognize that we need laborers and plumbers and carpenters and computer scientists and all these things that, that I get really excited about. So when we look at maybe our graduation standards and the future there, I think that's where I could see myself spending some time in the next few years. That's great. I, and I would just second that, and not, mm -hmm. not just for Tri-Valley specifically, but I, I think that's something that all of our districts need to look mm -hmm. at when it comes to serving our entire population. Yeah. Because as you pointed out, not everybody's going to a four-year institution. Mm -hmm. We need to facilitate opportunities for those that want to enter mm -hmm. the workforce fairly quickly, um, and especially those that want to get into skilled trades and mm -hmm. things like that. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Well, Frank, I want to thank you for taking the time to come in and visit with us today. It's been a great conversation, and uh, we we'll look forward to seeing you around. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate your guys' time today. Thank you for joining us for another episode of ROE 17 Pod. To learn more about ROE 17, please visit www.roe17.org or follow us on our social media channels. ROE 17 Pod is produced and edited by Victoria Padilla. We hope that you join us for our next episode.